I'm, I'm a big people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So I find it quite difficult to set boundaries. So that is definitely something I'm really working on. Over the pandemics, I did a bit of therapy. I absolutely loved it. I got so much out of it. But that was one of the big things we kind of discussed is like boundary setting and just, because otherwise you spend your life kind of putting yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable or taking on more work than you should be. But I've had a, probably more, more conversations like that since going to therapy and, than I've ever had in my life. And only good things has like has come out of it. Do you find yourself winging your way through life, hoping you'll figure it all out on the way? Hello, it's me, Gabby Mendez, your 20s wingwoman, and you're listening to the Talk 20s podcast. Here you'll find me chatting to influential 20-somethings on different topics that matter to you in your 20s and all the things we never got taught in school. This is your ultimate guide to adult life. So if you're ready, let's go. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Talk 20s podcast. If you don't cringe slightly at this episode, then you definitely didn't enjoy your teens as much as we did. Today on the podcast, I've got Frankie Burgess. Frankie is the founder or the creator of the amazing platform that is called Teenage Time Capsule. She has over 30,000 followers on TikTok. And essentially what she does is read her teenage diaries from when she was 13, 14, 15 out to the public. Like I couldn't even imagine doing this, but I'm so excited to speak to Frankie today, all about moving from your teens into your twenties and how your teenage years were such a strange time. And me personally, I look back on them and cringe, but I'm so excited to talk about, talk about them with Frankie today. So hello, Frankie. Welcome hello. to the studio. Thanks for having me. So excited to have you here. Tell me why on earth you <laughs> thought it would be a really good idea to share all your teenage insecurities, everything you wrote down in your teenage yeah. diaries on TikTok. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I think I think I was furloughed over the um over the pandemic. So I work in the theatre industry, so somewhat inevitably I was furloughed. Yeah. Obviously, it was a tough time. I think I just went a little bit mad. <laughs> yeah. And I'd I'd read my diaries before. I'd reread them before, like since being a teenager, but I think I just reached this point where I was like, I'm not actually, it, it felt so far away that I was like, I'm not actually that embarrassed anymore. I mean, I probably should be because <laughs> some of the stuff in there is just so cringe. But I was like, so I started off, I think I just needed a little project as well, partly um, to keep myself busy. So I started on Instagram um, and just sort of, but more like written extracts, which my friends were enjoying and it was fine, but I kind of quite quickly was like, this would be so much better in video form. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously TikTok just went mental over the pandemic. Of course, yeah. You know, no one had anything else to do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to start a TikTok, even if I feel like a complete old woman on there, like a virtual <laughs> these teens. Um, so that's what I did. And it very quickly took off on TikTok and people just became incredibly invested in yeah. my teenage life. It is amazing. As some of them, I've just been laughing out loud so bad at some of the things because I watch your TikToks and I'm thinking, that was me. That yeah. was actually me when I was 13 years yeah. old, 13, 14. I can, I can literally like recite memories from similar things that you're talking about. Yeah. And it's just, I think we all went through it and, and it was a different time. Like right now, like you say, teenagers have got TikTok. They've yeah. got, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is they use. But we didn't, you know, it was Facebook, MSN yeah, back exactly. in the day and stuff like that, which, oh, I'm, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, so I, I think it's really funny. And I think, you know, if anyone who hasn't seen your TikTok and, you know, who's listening to this right now should definitely head over and give give it um give it a watch um we're going to talk about a few of the topics yeah. and themes that come up <laughs> in your diary that you know 
kind of we've all been through as teenagers but also kind of look at like how you know that affected us now as as a 20 something so all those experiences how they now kind of we think they're stupid or we think they're crazy based on like now the fact that we are in our mid-20s you're 25 yeah I'm 26 so we're going to talk a little bit about looking back at our teenage selves and oh my god I've got some cringe yeah I know and before we did this episode I looked back at my uh Facebook that's obviously the place where I was probably posting or putting stuff out there I didn't write a diary unfortunately but I was looking back at my Facebook um and all like my statuses and all of this kind of stuff and it was like Gabby Mendez is very tired or is um is missing that person or whatever and it was so cringe looking back this morning and I was like oh my God. Um, so if anyone wants like a total cringe fest, they should definitely yeah. look back and, I mean, and do that. I mean, if you ever dare to like look at your memories on Facebook. Oh God, yeah. It's the wor- and it'll be like 12 years ago today. I know. And it's just you being like, I well, so many of my statuses were about X Factor. Like <laughs> yes. I forgot how much of like, an cultural Ender- moment. EastEnders. Yeah. I was, See, I was I talking about Janine Butcher like in my post this morning. Oh my like, God. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Mine were, it, one of them the other day was like, they were also just so random, like, one of them, I think, started with, is so tired. Love Ollie Murs. Makes no sense. Love Ollie Murs. Oh, right. Well, let's get into the first extract because you're going to actually okay. be reading some I of them am. out for us, which I'm super, super excited <laughs> about. And I'm sure our listeners are going to absolutely love. So the first one, and I think it's your first entrance to your diary altogether, yeah. right? Yeah. You started with a very important topic and plan. <sighs> Tell us how you started your diary. Don't even. So the first... <laughs> Literally, the first page is like my 13th birthday. And I'm like, I'm a teenager. You know, so clearly I'm very excited about this. I say that I'm full of maturity. I'm not sure that was true at all. <laughs> but literally, so that's like a really tiny bit. The next page is four pages. Why I hate myself looks. Why I hate myself personality. No. But then don't worry. There's a very small page of then like why I like my looks and my personality. Oh my God. So your first immediate thing was to talk about all the things that you hated about yourself. How depressing. Oh my God. Isn't that awful? I know that some of these things on this list because I've seen on your TikTok are hilarious though. So tell us some of the things that you said about yourself. So the first one, top of the list here, we've got my nose is way too wide. Pig. (laughs) Savage. You're so harsh to yourself. You're so mean to yourself. You're so mean. It's literally awful. My feet are deformed and wide, like a classic, like my tummy's too flabby and fat. But then some of them are like, I have extremely broad shoulders. Like, this is so harsh no, for a 13 year old to I be know. writing. This is actually dark in some no, kind of way. No, I know. That's like, the thing. Some it's people, sad. It's laughable, but some people yeah. are like, it's actually really sad. Yeah. The uh, My favourite though, f- from this, uh, why I hate my looks list is my toes look like prawns. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should take your trainer off and show us. Do you, do you toes look like? No, don't do it. I'd rather but. not. They, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't have the nicest toes, but they they don't, don't look, look like prawns. prawns. Obviously, you're 13 years old. Also, why was that. I even like some of this stuff? Like, why was I bothered about yeah. it? One of them's like, my lips are quite easily chapped. Like, I'll just put some Vaseline on. Like, what is your problem? So this weird. Is poor Frankie at 13, thinking all of these things. I know. What What were your issues with your personality? Well. Because I've been smashing personality. Well, right? I've only met you today, but well, you know. <laughs> what can I say? No, to be fair, the personality list is a lot shorter than the looks list. So you're a stronger personality than so, looks. <laughs> as I always thought growing up. So on the personality side, we've got... But this is the thing. I don't think I knew what a personality was. Yeah. Like, it's like, I have a low voice. <laughs> oh God, that's, that's not, not, that's personality not personality trait. <laughs> Like, I can't say no easily. Like, I'm not very sporty or fit. None of these things are particularly actually no, personality-based. Yeah. 
So, but that's the thing. I almost think I was clutching at straws. It's like I wanted to have bad to, things to yeah. say about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so, so bizarre now. Why do you think you were so eager to kind of like talk down about yourself? Did you think like... I feel like in schools, you are immediately picked on for whatever it is yeah. doesn't fit in with everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, whatever your insecurities are, you'll find them out in it. For in sure. the UK education system, <laughs> secondary school, you're going to find out yeah. where you differ. Like, that's quite it's quite a normal experience for a lot of people. So I think maybe as teenagers, they're like super highlighted. And yeah. like, you know, like one of, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, I've got brother and my boyfriend and stuff. They're, you know, strawberry blonde, like gingery yeah. hair. And that was always a thing that on, yeah. in school they felt so self-conscious about. Like, yeah. and it's just like, but, but actually like, I don't you know, I, I love gingers, but like, yeah. I'm, I, I just think a lot of people like feel it 10 times worse. For me, Definitely. like when I was younger, it was like, I have like a mole on my face. Yeah. And now I see that as like, that's who I am. Yeah. But when I was younger, lots of people were like, oh, that makes you different. And yeah, it was yeah, like, exactly. kind of like a real insecurity thing. So if yeah. I'd written that list, that's 100% what I would put on yeah, that list. Yeah. But now I don't think about that. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, I stopped, <laughs> I stopped growing when I was like 12. Um, and I... And I remember my mum being like, the same thing happened to me. I think you stopped growing. So I was getting in my head, right? I was like mentally preparing myself for the fact that I wasn't going to grow again. And I remember telling all my friends and they were like, don't be ridiculous, Frankie. You're only 12. Like you're definitely going to grow again. And I was like, no, no, I, d I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> Lo and behold, I didn't. And then that became a thing when it kind of got to sixth form and it was apparent that, yeah, she's not going to grow again. And I'm not like, I'm five foot. So I'm not like yeah. freakishly tidy. But it, that was the thing for me. It was like, yeah. every single day in my own friendship group it was like I was the butt of everyone's jokes it just was yeah. about how small I was and like that used to bother me now I like really like being small, small I think that's the difference yeah. isn't it you start yeah. like embracing those things that used to bother you definitely definitely um so moving on to kind of like the the fashion yeah. when we were a teenager <laughs> obviously this we're talking about like 2009 10 yeah. 11 12 yeah, yeah. so my diaries time. start in 2008 Eight, okay, so, yeah. but they go 2008 to 2012. Okay, so so we're talking about that kind of era. Yeah. In that kind of era, it was like super <laughs> uber fashionable to be super, super, super skinny. So skinny. So this was like before the Kardashians came yeah. in and were like, oh, like curvy figures and all of that kind of stuff. It was like, it was kind of probably off the back of like the early noughties and yeah, stuff yeah. like that when like everything, everything was like really, really super skinny. So I was definitely fixated on my size, my Me weight too. and stuff yeah. like that as a teenager. I don't, I don't know if that impacted you at yeah, all. Massively. Oh yeah, 100%. And I have never been, I have never been naturally stick thin. That's just mm -hmm. not my body shape. And, but you know, when you grow up and I mean, an aside here, like it must be so difficult to grow up in the age of social media. 100%. And I'm almost like, I feel quite grateful that we didn't. Yeah. Um, so, but obviously, but even so, you know, it was like magazines and stuff that you'd see on TV. And the look was like super, super tiny and low rise jeans. Oh God, where, don't like, bring those back. Please you, no. I, know, I swear they're coming back and <laughs> I'm know. so terrified about I've it. I've seen some, some TikToks about it I and know. I'm like, no. I know. But it was like low rise jeans and crop tops. And if you didn't have like an actual washboard stomach, yeah. like they, you just didn't fit in and that wasn't fashionable. Um, and I do think that must have had an effect on sort of our generation growing mm. up. And, you know, not, and it's great now that there's sort of a slight more focus on maybe being like fit and muscly or going to the gym. Yeah. But then even that, I just feel like there's, we tend to fixate on a different thing every few years. Yeah, there's a couple of, there's definitely more like body positivity yeah. movement as well. Yeah. But I, is it enough that it's, it's reaching teenagers? I don't think so. I think yeah. it's probably like people like maybe more in their 20s and yeah. our kind of age who are coming to terms of like, you know, 
Because I feel like I feel like I was mortified when I went from like being in a teenage body to all of a sudden like yeah. going to uni and like, you know, yeah, like yeah, growing yeah. into an actual adult size yeah. body. I was like, oh my God, I've put on so much weight. Like what am I doing? But that's, yeah. it's, I think it's actually, it's normal that yeah, that happens. Exactly. Like, but no one tells you no. that, that that's going to happen. I think because, so I went through puberty really, really young. I think that's another thing when you're a teenager is that's another thing for people to pick up on yeah. and to highlight is to be like, oh, you've got boobs at age 11 or whatever. And then, you know, because everyone develops at such a different rate, yeah, then true. people can really um, fixate on that. But I, what I didn't realise, and this sounds so silly now, is that what I thought that you'd get to the end of puberty and then your body wouldn't change again until like you had a kid or something. Mm-hmm. I did not realise there was almost this like second wave in your 20s of being like, yeah. oh, you, you're going to get more hips or do you know what I mean and I just did not see that coming and like you say I was the same where I was just like I don't I didn't expect this I don't understand why I'm suddenly like bigger than I was at 18 yeah looking back I'm like well that's obvious yeah I know it's kind of really hard to see it and I think like it all starts from like these teenage years like I've seen a few things on social media recently where they are um pulling up magazines Mm. from like the years that we're talking about and showing how the media used to talk about, and they, to be fair, yeah. the media still talk about it in a certain yeah, way, but they how do, they used yeah. to talk about people's image and stuff like that. And I think because we weren't on social media at that time, or if we weren't, it was like Facebook and stuff like mm. that, we probably absorbed a lot more magazines, yeah, TV culture and all that kind of stuff yeah, where yeah. it wasn't embraced to be different. It was literally like, you're going to be stick thin and that's what that's the model 100%. and that's what you've got to go down. And I, I, I don't think that that was particularly helpful and definitely no. affected my you know, my self-worth, I literally thought that I was like ugly because yeah. I didn't have washboard Same. abs. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, and I still think I almost have like a hang up with my stomach in particular. And I honestly think it is because we grew up when that like washboard abs was what? fashionable yeah. and like having nothing to you. Mm. And that I think that stayed with me. So, cause you've, your teenage years are so sort of formative that I do think that stuff is really hard to get rid of isn't it yeah definitely yeah I I think it carries it definitely carries Mm. into your 20s as well pop culture in (laughs) in the 2000s one of the things you mentioned about and I remember reading every single one of these books um anyone remember who's listening Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging Um, I actually think the book was called Angus Songs and Full, Full Frontal, Frontal Snogging. Yeah, it was. That shows I'm a true fan because yeah. I did actually know that. Absolutely. The film was called Angus Thongs and uh, Perfect Snogging. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was all about a girl called Georgia, wasn't it? And yeah. Dave the Laugh. Yeah. And who were the other people that were in the book? Remind me. Slaggy Lindsay. Yeah. She was like the villain. <laughs> um, and then her friend, she was best friends with that girl called Jazz. Yeah. Oh, and they had the... What's it called? The Ace Gang. The and Ace were... Gang. That was their little girl group. <laughs> it was basically, if you haven't read these books, it was basically just like what it felt like to be a teenager at yeah. like that point in time. Yeah. It was essentially a book about that. And I yeah. felt like those books spoke to me. me but she was also just that little bit older and yes. into the kind of exactly. like the sexual side of things. Yeah. So she was like starting to see boys yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So at 13, I was like, this is super interesting. Want to read this about this. So cool. And my mum did not want me to read about this oh, kind really? of stuff. No, she was like, you're not reading that. I was like, I totally am everyone That's else's so mum. So, um, oh so gosh. yeah, these books, You've got, I think you've got an extract where you've written about. This is so, so Georgia's, um, the Angus Thong's books were written in diary form. Yeah. Like by this girl called Georgia. And I was so obsessed with her and I just, I wanted to be her. I think that's honestly partly why I started a diary in the first place. Mm. So I wanted to be just like Georgia Nicholson. <laughs> and this is so cringe. I, this is like just after the lists about why I hate myself. 
this is the next one. I'm getting a tad obsessed with Georgia Nicholson books and have her ways at the moment. So in the words of GN, I am on the cake rack of love again, all on my ownie. I'll never get a boyfriend at this rate. I wish I had a Dave the Laugh. That would be fab. <laughs> she just talks so much about boys. Yeah, doesn't she, she? Did. In the books, it's like boys. Yeah. And what boys think of you yeah. is how the world revolves. Like, exactly. Rolls. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I thought that was right. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> and, oh, honestly. and But she she had all this really weird vocab that she used. And yeah. clearly, and I, you can see all the way through my it diary. Wasn't Nunga Nungas? Yeah, for your boobs. That's the one I remember. But all the way through my diary, I use this like ridiculous vocab because I'm just trying Got to copy it from her. the books. Oh, I love it. Awful. Like, I actually think I could. Um, I, I know that in there's a, a room in my mum and dad's house mm. that hasn't really changed much. It's yeah. got some of our like old like toys and things like that, and there is a bookshelf in there. And I know that the whole series is sat yeah. on the top shelf of that um, yeah. of, of that room. And I, I'm like, oh, I can't. I want to take them home. I, last time I went yeah. home, I was like. Mom, I want to keep these books because they are so representative. Like I know they're not my diaries, yeah. but they're so representative of like my childhood. Like I can really picture yeah. like me actually reading these books and loving them. Yeah. And I remember being I absolutely I mean to this day I still love the film. Like yeah. it's such a classic. <laughs> Very like comforting. I could watch it over yeah. and over again. But I remember being so devastated. Cause I think their plan originally was to film all of the series. Yeah. And like and then they just didn't. Only the first one came out. And I, I was so gutted. But now the girl who played George she goes out with Ron Weasley, doesn't they've got she? A baby together. They've got a baby okay she more than goes yeah. out with Ron Weasley. Um so that's growing up. Isn't isn't it? it George yeah. grew up and she 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 got with Ron Weasley. Exactly. That's what we could all hope for. Maybe that, oh my god, maybe that's why my boyfriend's ginger. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um also, back in the, in these times, <laughs> you couldn't just get on Spotify and listen to your favorite song. You couldn't no. you literally, oh my god, the hours I used to spend yes. downloading or no, not even converting from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> videos I'd be like it would take hours yeah. to do one song convert Ridiculous. the video and usually it was a music video yes. so you'd have the intro of them like walking down the hallway yeah, or whatever exactly. and the noise and converting that into a into a, a thing yeah using LimeWire whatever illegal thing yeah. is to put it back onto my iPod and, and and to do it that kind of way like it, it was, was so mad long. like iTunes iPods yeah. and stuff like yeah, that yeah, like yeah. it was so it long. was a crazy world and I actually when I was on Facebook this morning uh from the 21st of December so obviously just before <laughs> Christmas 2009 yeah Gabby Mendes cannot wait for her iPod Touch. So oh I knew God. what I was getting for Christmas that year in 2009. Love it. iPod Touch. Remember that? It was before phones, iPhones were really a thing. You had My nano. brother had a Touch, but he was the only one in the family that had a Touch. I thought it was so cool. But I had, an, <laughs> I had like a bright pink Nano. And do you remember you could like inscribe your name on the back? Yeah. So I had like Frankie, smiley face <laughs> on the back of my Nano. I thought it was so cool. But yeah, that it. process of converting your songs yeah and then uploading them and then you had to input all the information about in, in your itunes yeah and then you wouldn't know what it was it. yeah and exactly. sync it and i remember like putting it into the computer and it'd be like and then my dad would come in and be like come on i need to use computer I'd be like no it's mid-sync yeah, because like, we only had like a family computer yeah. and everyone had to share it yeah oh my god madness <laughs> these are the times that we were living in this is crazy crazy um Twilight as well. Oh my gosh. I actually have an extract from this and you're probably going to think that I'm a little bit crazy, but yeah. I did find a, a social media, a Facebook post actually yeah. about Twilight. You're not going to agree with me. <laughs> 19th of December, 2009, TBH, New Moon was okay, but not the best. Why does everyone bum it? That was my opinion of, of Twilight at the time. I and I know that everyone was obsessed with Twilight. Yeah. So I was very out of the out of the ordinary there. Yeah, yeah, you were actually. But maybe you meant like, did you read the whole 
No, I, did, I didn't like Twilight. I really oh, okay. know that. So it wasn't I didn't. just New Moon. No, it wasn't just New Moon. I was going to be like, moon. yeah, girl, New Moon was the worst. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I was judging the whole thing on New Moon because <laughs> yeah. I'd never read the books or anything like that. Right. So I knew that everyone was obsessed with it. Yeah. But I just wasn't, I wasn't really into it. I like oh. Vampire Diaries. Okay. Yeah. But I wasn't into Twilight. Yeah. And I know so many people were like Robert Pattinson and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But like, was I just wasn't, a... that was, that's the one thing that I cannot say that I was that bothered by. Wow. It was such a like, cultural moment mm. twilight and obviously divided the country team team edward team jacob yeah <laughs> ridiculous i have a extract of my diary where i'm like reading twilight at the moment it's amazing i got all four books bog off at wh smith <laughs> and i remember doing that and i was so so excited and i like could not put the books down they're not they're really not that good. Yeah. I Well, I was obviously very skeptical of them scathing, yeah. as as a uh, as a 13-year-old myself. Yeah, so clearly. I wasn't a big fan, but I remember like everyone wanted to go to the cinema to watch yeah. it. And actually from watching Facebook, I'd actually had to go see it twice with different friendship groups. Oh so it was gosh. a really big thing. And I then did a second post that was like, it is not any better the second time round. Do you so, remember being sort of vaguely smug about that though because there was a sort of thing where if something was really really popular you felt really cool not to like it I think I was one of those people that probably I don't know why I was so outspoken about this because I probably wanted to to like fit in yeah. so I don't know why I didn't say, I didn't like it but I just wasn't into it I, I was a probably a bit more of a sheep when I was younger so yeah. I, I do find this unusual that I really just wasn't into Twilight but yeah <laughs> hey ho MSN MSN is like a whole other thing. Like to any young person who <laughs> is in their teens now who yeah. never know what MSN is. Like I, I remember being like, we we're just talking about family computer, like going into like where the computer was in my house. Yeah. And like, okay, this is probably like very early, maybe like 11, 12, but it would be like, you'd have to ring the dialer yes. to like uh, turn the internet yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And whilst the internet was on, my mum couldn't use the phone. Yeah. Or whilst my mum was on the phone, I couldn't use the internet and that used to make me fuming because I'd probably just profess <laughs> to the boy on, on MSN like, oh, like... I like I like your whatever and put like a little love heart whatever. Yes. Then my mum gets on the phone, the internet stops. Yep. I have no idea what this boy's gonna say back to me. So and then usually, like obviously it looks like I've gone offline. Yeah. So then I my mum gets off the phone half an hour later, <laughs> I get back on MSN, he's not replied, and I put, ha ha ha, that was a joke, that was my brother, or something like that. A like classic. I can remember oh, doing that stuff was my like friend. that all the time. Yeah. That was my friend me or too. whatever, that wasn't actually me. Yeah. Like uh, MSN was just felt like my life. It also because yeah. I think we we weren't like, we didn't have smartphones or anything. So no. it was our main way of communicating with people. So you'd get back from school and go straight on MSN. Remember that thing where you'd sign in and out to like yeah. get your crush's attention? Yeah, yeah, Because it would be, be like, da-da-da, sign in. Like, like, <laughs> like, Frankie is online. And then everyone had little like statuses about like if they were going out with someone. They'd have like a little heart emoji in their yeah, names yeah. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And they had... Um, Oh, were they called winks? You know, you could like send. Could you is it poke of, people as well? Was yeah, that you just, could poke oh, winks. Yeah, I remember winks. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you could send. They were sort of big, massive emojis that like filled the screen, and you could send them to people. Oh god! It was. Uh, yeah, I used to get home every single day and just go straight on MSN, talk to all the people that I'd been talking to all day. Yeah, but it was like. I think as well, the main way to kind of communicate with people you fancied. I think that's what was so yeah. exciting about it, and it was like, oh, I mean. When I got my first boyfriend, like, as I can tell from the diary, I swear we just didn't talk at school, but all of our conversations happened on MSN because you were too scared to actually speak at school, (laughs) but you felt really brave because you were behind a computer. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Oh, my God. Tell us a little bit more about this uh, teenage boyfriend of yours. Oh, my gosh. So, um, 
all of my names that I use on my TikTok and my Instagram and stuff are fake names. Okay. So this isn't the actual person, but in uh, on TikTok and stuff, I call him Charlie. Okay. And just, I mean, I was very like George Nicholson. I was very boy obsessed at a young age. And, oh gosh, we were like friends before... And then obviously we started going out over MSN. Yeah, like he, he asked me out on MSN. On MSN mm-hmm. You know, is there another way to ask someone out? <laughs> and um, so quickly people got really, really, especially on TikTok, got really, really invested in just the story of my relationship with this guy. And like, I, I always tell people now that, you know, so I've got a boyfriend at the moment and I always keep them guessing like, it might be, it might be Charlie, it might not. It might be, Who it knows? might not. You're not going to give that away on this podcast. Absolutely not. <laughs> Have we stayed together all this time? We might have done. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I was obsessed with him. I mm-hmm. would say 90% of the content in this diary is about Charlie. Oh Every gosh. other st- sentence, it's like, Charlie this, Charlie that. Oh, wow. I just was like tunnel vision obsessed with him. Have you got an extract that you could share with us about I definitely will. About so, Charlie. Uh, oh yeah, so uh, right at the beginning of my diary before we started going out, then I was very indecisive about whether or not I liked him, basically. Um, so one extract, I'm like, I don't want to be friends with Charlie. Um, no, sorry. I don't want to go out with Charlie. We're just fab friends and that's great. And I don't fancy him. So I was clearly trying to convince myself that wasn't the case. Yeah. And then literally the next page, I go, this is terrible. I'm so confused. I was just reading the earlier bits about Charlie and now I'm despairing even more. <laughs> I was so dramatic. <laughs> I'm going to be honest here and not lie to myself. Basically... I think I may have fallen in love with Charlie. That's a lot in a day. <laughs> it is. I told you it's awful. Why can't I just want to be friends with him? Like, yeah, it was like it was the end of the world. Do you think you really did like Charlie at that moment? I'm like, like, no, to be fair, I it felt very all consuming. Yeah. Like, I do think I really, really liked him as much as you can like someone as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very different type of like, quote unquote, love. Yeah. Um, it's an infatuation exactly yeah. it's so different it's to so, kind of like and like I know what you mean by you say all consuming because mm. I feel like when you were you you cared about literally every single thing like you'd read <laughs> like if they sent you a text you'd read into every single, yeah. single thing they did and I think to a certain extent you still do that yeah. as like a as, as a 20-something but like if they didn't reply you'd be like on edge and stuff like that yeah. and it was like their world you just want to like I felt like I would want to just be everything that they wanted me to be. Yeah. So I would try and change myself so totally. much. Because in, in the hopes that they would like me a little bit more than 100%. they did. 100%. <laughs> um, so this Charlie guy was really into it. It was that kind of phase where um, it was like all American rejects and people were really in, going through like their emo pop punky kind of phase. Uh-huh, yeah. Naturally, I don't think I love that music that much, but he was really into it. So obviously I got really into <laughs> it. I went through like a massive muse phase. Yeah. And... Just listening to these bands that I'd never even heard of because I was just so you try and morph into impre- that yes, person. Yes, exactly. I was so desperate to impress yeah. him. Oh my god! Just- <laughs> I've got a post from uh, Facebook that I said on the 30th November 2010, <laughs> and it is a quote from a Taylor Swift song. Amazing. <laughs> I've definitely just got, the quote. Yeah. Like I feel like they were. It was definitely directed at a certain someone. Of course. And I really hoped. And there was actually a whole comments on there, so people knew that I was writing this about someone. Yeah. But the quote is: "If you could see that I'm the one who understands you, being here all along, why can't you see you belong with me?" Yeah. That was very deep for a 14 year old to deep. to write. Like, I, do you remember when people used to do that thing on their profile picture? They'd put. It was like instead of a caption, you'd put a song lyric. Oh, that's what we yeah, used to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So it would be like a really ridiculous selfie that had 
so many filters <laughs> yes, on it was ridiculous. Yeah. And maybe you'd add like a little heart in the corner and and then the caption would be, oh, what was one of mine? I think it was a scouting for gu- scouting for girls. And it was like, you're just another sad case, another lost cause. <laughs> what? <laughs> so funny. So deep. I don't know why we used obviously song lyrics to that extent, but like it was embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Look at that now because so I know exactly who that was like directed towards. Brilliant. And so did do you think every they knew sing- at the time? Yes, they knew, and and so did That's every incredible. single other person that I was probably friends with on Facebook Love at that, that moment in time. So it just makes it even more cringy. Yeah, I just feel like, like we had no shame. No. <laughs> It's too funny. Um, talking about like friendship and mm-hmm. drama in your teens. Um, yeah. I think it's it's a very, I felt super like insecure about friendship and yeah. stuff like that when I was a teenager. Um, I didn't, I wasn't in like, I had like a couple of really close friends. And to be fair, like probably still now I've got, I don't, I never was part of like a big group. Yeah, or if I was, yeah. I was kind of a little bit on the edge of that big group. And I had individual friendships here and there. Yeah. Um, how was like friendship for you as as a as a teenager? I got myself in a kind of weird triangle, and I feel like three is always difficult yeah. when it comes to friendships. And My mum always used to say it to me, "Yes, don't do things in threes. It's such a difficult number." And I'd be like, "What? Yeah. Like we're just and hanging yet, out." Somehow, so many of my friendships throughout school were in threes because yeah. it was always a constant of um, this girl who is my best friend who comes up again a lot in yeah. the um, in the TikTok, and she I call her Grace. Um, so it was always like me and her from about we probably made became best friends in like year eight. And then there was this other girl that we were really good friends with and we had the most dramatic, well, it felt like at the time, falling out. And it felt, it again, everything just feels so all consuming and like mm. the end of the world when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this extract here. And this is, it. it's so funny because even though this is obviously so long ago, this one um, hits me hardest in terms of like, I'm most worried about reading this out because yeah. I don't want her to listen to it and get really... I'm yeah. sure she won't. But so <laughs> it's this girl who... And we stopped being friends and we've not been friends since. But I was like, next thing is vitally crucial in my life at the moment. Jasmine is the bitch of the century. Fact. She's so hypocritical, self-centered, self-centered mean, fake, a 24-7 liar. 24-7 liar. Controlling. <laughs> must have everything my way or else bitch like I wow, literally wow, wow, yeah wow, wow. I went hard that's so funny like, like do you do, <laughs> awful oh my god I, I would love to see Jasmine Josh. I think she would probably laugh, like laugh about it I hope it, so but. but it was like genuinely though yeah. she was was she t- coming between you and Grace was that the issue yeah, yeah a little but also I think we all I think she thought I was coming in between her, her, her and Grace uh, and it was a yeah. whole thing so yeah. anyway, we, but we lit, we stopped being friends like year eight, year nine. Um, and it it felt at the time like this huge bust up. Like her parents essentially accused me of bullying her. I'm like, I could oh, never bully yeah. anyone in my life. Like yeah. that was, and so, and that felt so hurtful at the time to be accused of something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it felt like a huge deal. And but I just can't imagine a fallout like that happening in yeah. your 20 like I mean maybe it does for some people but since I think, then I think the difference here is you're thrown with them and you have to be with them every yeah. single day I think that's the difference is because you have to turn up to school every single day so and true. you cannot avoid the situation yeah that's why it feels so like and it escalates and it yeah. escalates and stuff like that because I remember many times of sitting in a classroom where obviously a lesson is happening yeah. I have no idea what's happening in that lesson because yeah. I'm all in my head or I'm Texting, trying yeah, to text yeah. someone under the table, and I'm so nervous about something that's happened at break time, lunchtime, after school, yeah. that I am 
not paying any attention to what's yeah. going on in, in actual school. Yeah, like, yeah. And I, I remember that being a lot to do with friendships, like mm. worrying what they were thinking. Even just simple things like partnering up for an activity yeah. just seemed like, like, oh, like, she's not friends with yeah. me. That, that seemed well, like a, so, like... A lot of what... So um, the only real other kind of friend drama I had was when I was slightly older and it was more like a big... We had a big, big group of friends. And, you know, most of the problems we had were more just were about sort of people feeling left out yeah and ne- whereas that turned into this bitchy petty behind the back kind of um drama whereas now if that happened you know you'd at least have the confidence to voice it and go do you know what yeah. that made you doing that and not inviting me made me feel really left out yeah but you don't feel like you can we're mature we're adults now that's <laughs> what it is like, i know but do you don't it. feel you can have those conversations <laughs> as a teen do you no no definitely not i, I didn't have any any no. grown-up conversations like that <laughs> no. it was dealt with very immaturely in any kind of situation yeah. like that so so talking more about life in your 20s now like you obviously read these diaries and they're amazing and stuff like that but is there is there anything that's happened since in your 20s that you remember as being like a total adulting disaster as you've grown up like obviously this is you've got a kind of a similar whole book of them but like yeah, yeah. more as you've grown up as into your 20s yeah I think it was more um I can remember this time at uni when I just got incredible incredibly overwhelmed I think at just having to be an adult and having Mm. to fend for yourself and you know when you're not used to I think that does take a long time to get used to it's kind of sounds silly but doing your own washing and cooking for yourself every single night yeah and having to go to the shops and I remember there was this one time I was really quite ill and I'd been at uni all day and I was like right I'm gonna go to co-op and get myself like a lem sip and then I'm gonna take the day off tomorrow just properly get myself better and I went to co-op and I was probably in well, I was in fourth year, so I was like 22. Yeah. And I forgot my ID and they wouldn't sell me Lemsip. Lemsip? Yeah. I start essentially like crying in the show because it's got paracetamol in, but it's also, uh. it's check if you're 16. And I'm like, <laughs> I get this a lot. I do look very young for my age, but even so, I was there. And basically, because I was ill already, I basically started crying. I was like, please, like, mm-hmm. can I speak to someone? Like, I just, re-. and they would, they refused to sell it to me. Absolutely ridiculous. And um, and then I was like, okay, fine. I need to do a big shop. And that's like my last job of the day is to get a load of food in. And then I will have to go out again because um, I'm ill. And I went to the, the nearby big Sainsbury's did a proper massive shop, took like an hour wandering around, mm-hmm. get to the checkout. And I think I must have forgotten my pin or something. And I put it in the max amount of times. Car gets declined, car gets blocked. Oh and I'm like, could this day get any worse? And then all my shopping was just sat there and they were like, you, you're going to have to leave it. I was frantically like ringing the bank, being like, please reinstate oh my, my card. <laughs> and obviously, but it doesn't happen that quickly. So I just had to leave and I got home. And you know, when something's just the straw that breaks the couple's back. Yeah. And I got into my kitchen and I was like rifling through the cupboards to see if there was no any food. I, yeah, no lemon sip, if there was any food I could eat. And I just literally burst into tears. And bless them, all of my flatmates, I lived with a lot of guys, so this was quite unlike them. Yeah. I think they knew, oh God, Frankie's not in a good place. <laughs> all like rallied around me and just gave me this massive oh, hug in cute. the kitchen. And I was just like, everything's going wrong. <laughs> but I think it's just that overwhelm, isn't it? Of yeah. having to adult. Yeah, I've definitely had moments like that where I'm just like, it feels too much and I yeah. can't do it and everything is against, the world is against me. Yeah, yeah definitely exactly. felt like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It was a day like times. that. Oh, I love that story. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant, but also like sad because I feel like a lot of people have like can relate. Like, yeah. so 
it's tough. But is there anything that kind of holds you back at all in your 20s at the moment? Is there anything like the idea of the podcast is that like, obviously we talk all about life in your 20s. You feel very open talking about life as a teenager and stuff like that. But like all of us are still trying to get better at something. We're still trying to like grow as humans. And is is there any part of you, let's not look back at your list of (laughs) things you hate about yourself, (laughs) but is there anything that you're trying to improve? Definitely. Um, I think I um, am a classic eldest child. I am a, I'm a big people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So I find it quite difficult to set boundaries. So that is definitely something I'm really working on. I actually went to, um, over the pandemics, I did a bit of therapy. Um, I think it was a catalyst, the pandemic, for a lot of people to do therapy yeah, that I hadn't yeah. done it before. Mm-hmm. And it was really, uh, I absolutely loved it. I got so much out of it. So mm-hmm. I would highly recommend mm-hmm, if definitely. like people had never done it before. Um, but that was one of the big things we kind of discussed is like boundary setting. And just because otherwise you spend your life kind of putting yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable to make other people comfortable. Yeah. Or taking on more work than you should be. Or, you know, and you're not, when really you need to be having kind of clear conversations with people. And those can be really, really difficult conversations. Yeah, but I've had a, probably more more conversations like that since going to therapy and, than I've ever had in my life. And only good things has like has come out of it. Yeah. Um, it's only been positive. So that is, de- but you know, I'm certainly still not where I want to be. I'm still a people pleaser. Yeah. So it's definitely something I'm working on. Do you on. feel like 13 year old Frankie would have benefited <laughs> from therapy? Probably. <laughs> Like a hundred percent. She probably have someone going. Oh, it's you're not the end of the world if you think your toes look like prawns. Yeah, like which would probably would have been good to. Did did your mum or anyone read your diary at that uh, when oh you were younger? Oh my god, no. no. And that would have been. Yeah, which is what I love about reading it now. I find I think there's something so hopeful about the fact. I mean, it's proof that no one was going to read it. Yeah, Yeah, but I think it's proof as well that I can read it now and I can look back and laugh when at something that at the time felt like the actual end of the world. world, That feels so hopeful. And I feel like it's proof time is a healer. You know, I'm like, because at the time, (laughs) if if my mum had read my diary, if if anyone had read it, I I would have want the ground to swallow me up. Yeah. Whereas like now I'm like actively doing it because it's funny. So if 13 year old Frankie knew that, she would have just been baffled, I think. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, So... Obviously, like you've you said, like now you feel more confident to be mm. able to like talk about your teenage diaries. Like, what has what has been the catalyst to make you feel more confident in your twenties? I'm sure it's a mixture of things, but I think um, one of the massive things for me was that I did um, French and theatre at uni, so I got to do a year abroad. And I think as much as everyone always takes the mick out of that, they're like, "Oh, you do, it's, do it, it's like doing a gap year, isn't it?" Like, yeah. "Oh, you did a year abroad," but I lived in France for a year and living in a foreign country, yeah, and kind of having to navigate all the things that are different, um, difficult anyway, like even in your home country, like renting a house and getting a job and opening a bank account, that's tricky anyway. But like doing it in a foreign country in a different language is a whole different ball game. And so that gave me a huge confidence boost to be like, you know, yeah, I can do something massive like that. Yeah. Um, I I totally agree. Obviously I, I, I studied abroad as well. I did Camp America um and then straight after that went and lived in Montreal for four months so I was away for six months um of the year and yeah like that whole experience having to pick myself up and make friends and settle down in in play in two play in two different places it was just like crazy and 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 I do think that like that 
gave me the like the boost to go no I can I can do this adulting thing I can do it I was only 19 at the time I was still very naive and like you know got a lot of stuff wrong and and stuff but I think the fact that you can pick all your things up and move to to a different country in your very early 20s I think that's definitely like a it's an all or nothing thing. Exactly. You have to just and get you, on with it. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, you just won't survive that year. Like, I think it's putting yourself out there in a way that you've never had to before. Yeah. So I think even at the sort of first year of uni, I actually, because I guess we'd never had to make new friends before going off to uni. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. at school, you've always with the same friends. And I actually realized in my first year that I was a lot shyer naturally than I thought I was Mm, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize I had that shyness about me until I went to uni Mm. and then you know didn't want to talk to people in seminars and stuff that I didn't know whereas I think going on my year abroad and having to be so much just like I have to put myself out there or I won't or I won't make friends and I won't have a nice time that made me almost feel like I got myself back again and Mm. since then I've never really experienced that like crippling shyness that I felt in in the first few months of uni. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, you have turned your TikTok page and all your stories and stuff like that into a podcast now as well. And obviously lots of people listening to this will be fans of podcasts because you've got this far. <laughs> um, so tell us where we can find out a little bit more about you, your TikTok, your podcast, everything. So I'm very easy to find. I am at Teenage Time Capsule, all one word, um, on everything. So um, Instagram, TikTok, same handle. And then uh, our podcast is Teenage Time Capsule. Um, so it's co-hosted by my brother and I. And essentially the format is I read Joe my teenage diaries and he just like takes the piss really as, <laughs> as younger brothers do. Um, so that's essentially the format. And yeah, and then we talk about all kind of topics of, you know, like we've done today, like no- what, what it was like growing up in the noughties and what it's like being a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find that on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, all your usual Wherever Stops. you listen to your podcast. Exactly. As I love always saying say. that. <laughs> yeah. So we always end the podcast with the the same question that we ask everyone. Um, and I, I don't know if it'd be different for you because obviously you kind of are looking back at your mm. younger self very, very often. But like if there's anything you could look back and speak to 20 year old Frankie about, what would that thing be? And then if you were to go back and speak to 13 year old mm. Frankie, what would you say? Two things Tricky. for you. I think 20 year old Frankie, I was thinking about this question before because I knew you asked it. And I, it's... I was in the thick at that time of a really toxic long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. And I would be lying if I said, you know, the first thing, didn't say the first thing that came to my head was (laughs) dump that boyfriend. Like, (laughs) get out of there. Like, but actually I kind of wanted to make it a bit more like, no, what was actually the lessons that you learned from that? Yeah. And I think it was, it's something about, I think one, like know your worth, Mm -hmm. you know, if someone's treating you badly, you don't need to stick around. And two, I think it's kind of something about, trusting your gut and your instinct you know if something doesn't feel right then it's probably not and also if the people around you that love you are have that same gut instinct listen to that and it can be really hard when you're kind of in the throes of something it was my first proper relationship you know Mm. but I was reading no um was I listening I think I heard this on a podcast recently I can't remember which one it was though um about your gut instinct and how it was it's like an evolutionary response to protect you Mm. um and you know how we had that back in the day because it was like, oh, if you heard a rustle in the bushes or whatever, and it was a, and your gut instinct's like, oh, something's not right there. It's a tiger. 
but yeah. you know, obviously it's different. <laughs> it's not a t- it's not Nowadays, a tiger anymore. No tigers. No, it's no, same thing. It's it a works. toxic boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like you know, there's a reason we have gut instinct, and it is to protect ourselves. So I think listen yeah. to your gut um, mm. is an important one. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, thirteen-year-old Frankie. I probably tell her it it all gets better you know like it works itself out mm-hmm. just keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. like cherish your friends put more energy into your friendships than you do boys yes because they're yes. the people that are going to stick around mm-hmm. it is not the boys yeah you know that guy who was popular who you thought was really fit in year nine is he still in your life no yeah but like your best friends are that's the one thing that i found from looking through my facebook page this morning mm. is there are so many names and i've had to click on their page to yes. see who they are Exactly. I don't know who they are, half of them. And yeah. I'm like, how was I so close that we would like message back yeah. and forth this much? But then and I, that's I don't thing. actually know who you are anymore. Yeah, like. but that's another thing I think is probably quite hopeful if there happen to be any teenagers listening. Or well, that's what I always say on my podcast is like, you know, one day you will look back and you'll barely remember the, who these yeah. people are. And you might not think that now, but it will mm. be the case. So yeah, I think I'd kind of say, don't, don't bother your energy over boys that you're not going to see again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, going back to you're worthy of love and mm-hmm. confidence and just... And your prawn toes are amazing. Exactly. Embrace <laughs> those prawn toes. <laughs> well, thank you, Frankie. It's been so lovely <laughs> to have you. you in the studio. I've loved chatting to you today. Um, it's been really great to have you up here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Talk 20s podcast. I hope it inspired you in some way and pops a little pep in your step for this week. Got a spare minute? It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe, leave a review or share this episode with a friend. We're on a mission to help as many 20-somethings navigate their 20s as we can and we really cannot do it without your support. We also love to hear from you. You can find us on all platforms via the handle at Talk20s. And if you're struggling with something in your 20s that we haven't already covered in the podcast, DM us and let us know so we can cover it in a future episode. And for more stories of inspiration and resources to help you make the best of your 20s, head to our website, talk20s.com.